Thank you for tuning in to Big Meat Sports Podcast. Before we start this episode, check out this ad. Oh, yeah, it's your boy Jose from Big Meat Sports. How are you guys doing on this lovely week? Yes, I know I was gone for a week. Uh, attended a w- wedding in South Carolina. So, yeah, um, didn't have n- enough time. Just been busy doing stuff, doing stuff with the family. Um, and it was a it was a great time in South Carolina. Um, so, yeah, you know, some of you guys would be like, man, you didn't you didn't go on because the Dallas Cowboys lost. No. Hey, look, one, it was an embarrassing loss. I don't know how we, you know, lost to the Green Bay Packers. Um, but I, I just feel like one, I just feel like, uh, you know, Aaron Rodgers plays like the old Aaron Rodgers every time he plays, uh, plays us. But when he plays a different opponent, he plays like Zach Wilson. Uh Oh, talk about Zach Wilson. Zach will Zach Wilson looks like he's gonna get benched there. Um, he was averaging what uh, two point seven seven uh, yards, uh, two point seven seven inches in the second half. That's how bad he was in the second half, and and for the Jets, and for him to not take the blame, and when that reporter asked, uh, you, "Do you think he left the defense down?" He said, "No, man, you got to say, I don't." That locker room right now is probably, uh, you know, going crazy. And that's why I think they're doing the right choice, not even naming him as a starter. Probably going to go with Joe Flacco or the third string. But, man, that kid has some a lot of growing up to do. Um, you know, you got to take accountability of your, of your play. Uh, a lot of quarterbacks, you know, older quarterbacks, even some younger quarterbacks, always take the blame. And for him not to take the blame on that loss, oof. Um, but let's start. Oh, and. One thing I want to talk about, you know, because Thanksgiving uh, weekend or Thanksgiving uh, day is coming up in a few days. I do want to talk about, you know, the mental health uh, aspect of check on your peoples. You know, we just lost, uh, you know, uh, a great person, uh, Jason David Frank. He was one of the Power Rangers. If you guys, uh, you know, uh, knew, watch, grew up watching the Power Rangers, you know how this guy was an idol, um, you know, I. I liked him as as a Power Ranger. Um, I think he was one of the best Power Rangers out there. And for him to die, uh, you know, committed suicide. Um, this is to tell um, coming up, you know, the holidays. Uh, just check on your peoples. You know, it's mental health mental health awareness month, I believe. And check on your peoples. It is. Uh, it, it comes to the holidays where a lot of people you know that lost loved ones are are feeling down so just check on them see how they're doing but yeah man rest in peace jason david frank uh you will be uh truly missed um but let's talk about the the games this past weekend let's talk about this dallas cowboys all right look i am not gonna i i am not gonna shit you on this on this game i really thought that you know it could go two ways we're going to lose the game by close or we're going to win the game by close. I was hoping for the, you know, the ladder of winning the game probably by three points um, because you, you, you come to look at this Minnesota team with all the offensive weapons. They have Dalvin Cooks, Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, and you feel like they're riding a high after beating the Buffalo Bills. So, and then you had the Dallas Cowboys coming off that embarrassing loss to the Green Bay Packers. I knew this was going to be a close. I, I felt like this was going to be a close game. I knew 
the Dallas Cowboys were going to come and respond. But I didn't know how they were going to respond defensive-wise with all these weapons because Green Bay didn't have all those weapons. They don't have the weapons like Minnesota does have. And Minnesota was 8-1 and one at the time. But man, oh man, this victory is something else. This victory, 40-3, to three, oh my goodness. When I mean this, it, it was it was a ass whooping. I'm <laughs> just going to say it like that. It was an ass whooping. And I mean, I've never seen, like, I've seen Cowboy games in, in the past. Um, but this is one that I think they beat, uh, set a franchise record of of win, um, a home win, or away win, 40-3. Uh, but they're clicking on offense. They're clicking on defense. They're clicking on special teams. I mean, Maher had to go and kick two 60-yard field goals. I've never One, I've never seen them reveal play after the kick. You know, I've never seen that. They might say otherwise, but, you know, they call probably call timeout, whatever the case may be. But Maher then had to go back out there and kick another 60-yarder and drill it down the center. Um Look, again, they won in all three phases, special team, offense, and defense. Dak was, I mean, he was efficient. I mean, he completed, I believe, 80% of his passes. He went 22 for 25 with 276 yards and two TDs. I just felt like Kellen Moore had a great game plan, and I think that we stuck to that game plan. And there's a lot of, uh, you know, audibles and and plays that he did, you know, he did call. You can see Dak after that. Tony Pollard, uh, I believe it was an 80-yard pass that he caught off of uh, off the wheel route. You saw Dak go to look at Kellen Moore and said, great call. <laughs> I need Kellen Moore to stay in that bag because I feel like sometimes, and, and this comes a testament to the Green Bay game, that where – he gets too pass happy and stick to what we do best is run the ball to set up the pass. That Green Bay game in the fourth quarter, he decided to pass 20 times in the fourth quarter. That's not us. That's not us. What is us is this running game with Tony Pollard and Zeke. Zeke came back and look, everybody wants everybody on ESPN and all these other networks are trying to you know, force Tony Pollard and more more touches and barely give Zeke any touches. No, no, no. It's it's really good how it is. Both of them have 15 touches. Both of them have two touchdowns. This team runs on our running backs. And to say that that you know Dak is it's a game manager, no. It's good to have options. It's good to run the ball. And it's good to pass the ball. We have so many weapons that, yes, it's not the, you know, uh, all these weapons that, you know, other teams have. That's number one. They have two number ones, three number ones, whatever the case may be. C.D. Lamb's our number one. Michael Gallup is actually, if you kind of see his game, is getting better and better and better. And And I'm liking that because once that, once the playoffs come around he is gonna go off and i feel like he's gonna go off that chemistry that him and dak are it's getting back to what it was and look obj if you want to jump on this train i would love it because now to have three 
good wide receivers on the field with that running game, I'm telling you, this this team might just take it to another level. But this defense, look, um, this defense had to address an issue, and that was a run game. It's kind of uh, it's kind of weird because you saw that. I don't I don't feel like we I felt like we addressed the running issue, but I it's kind of because of the fact that we were up in the game, so Minnesota had to abandon the run. My main issue is, you know, we everybody likes to run on the edges on us. We don't like to set edges, uh, and I feel like that's our weak weakness right now. Look at Philly. Philly addressed it with, you know, Dom Kasu, uh, you know, getting him on board and the other guy. Um, we didn't we only addressed it with that one uh, that one signing. But I think some people will say it's a scheme uh, aspect to me. I think what happened was they decided to put Micah Parsons, you know, in the Green Bay game, decided to put him more of a linebacker role. No. Let's keep Michael Parsons down on the line and make him cause havoc. He can set edges. He can he can he can do that. Trust in these young linebackers, as in Clark and and Van Der Esch and and eventually Barr would come back. Um, but you you know uh, Cox, Jabril Cox. You trust in these young linebackers to get the job done on the running game. Um, I think that they they did a, a better job. Um, we're gonna see teams when we're not up. You know, and we're we're trailing, continue to pound. That's when I want to see this uh this run defense at its at its best. Not when we're up, because it's kind of you know it's kind of one of those things that it's it's kind of not the same when you're when you're running uh for, for a lead. Um, but yeah, look, I I love the way that Dallas went out there and handled business. It it was it. I mean, I'm telling you. I just think that it's going to come down to the Eagles and Cowboys. Hopefully, it all lines up where it's Eagles, Cowboys in the AFC uh, NFC Championship game, and we take down the Eagles because, to me, I do think the Eagles are frauds. Look, they almost lost to a Colts team. They should have lost to a Colts team. Um, and I just, I just, I don't believe in the Eagles right now. One team I do believe in, like the Chiefs. Um, you know, Buffalo, because even though Buffalo is struggling a real, uh, a little bit, but that's a lot, that's due to the fact that they have a lot of injuries in the, in the secondary. Um, but I don't just, I, there's something about the Eagles that I do not trust the Eagles and it's, it's all because of Jalen hurts. I don't, he doesn't do it for me. He doesn't like, I don't see him as our elite quarterback. Um, but let's let's switch uh, let's switch gears. Let's talk about the Miami Dolphins. So the Miami Dolphins were on a bye this weekend. You know, I was trying to get uh, some co-hosts uh, on here that uh, are Dolphin diehard Dolphin fans, but they uh, too busy at the um, they they weren't available at the moment. Um, but look, Dolphins on a bye week, and I think of this bye week for the Miami Dolphins came at a really good time. A lot of people, uh, you know, a lot of teams like that late bye week, you know, get healthy, get ready for the playoffs. And this is what the Dolphins have in their in their disposal of that late bye week. Now, what I want to see from the Miami Dolphins is the running game. I want to see them be committed more to the running game and not abandon it so fast. They have a really good running game, and I don't think that they use it to their disposal as much. They get 
kind of like, you know, pass happy because they have electric wide receivers, you know, Waddle and Terry Kill. But I want to see them, you know, to grind the clock, get, you know, give me some seven-minute drives, eight-minute drives to help out that defense. Um, and then what I want to see from the Dolphins is to protect Tua. This offensive line is, has been doing a little bit better the past few weeks on protecting Tua, and I want to see that continue because I, I do feel Tua, when in there, is your best chance to win. Tua is a proven winner and keeps on winning. And as we see, there's a lot of Tua haters that don't believe it. I do. Um, I do think that he can get it done. Um, but, yeah, I want to see this offensive line protect Tua, get more of the cohesionness and, you know, setting up blocks because with Tua in there, it's the best chance to win. Now, am I saying Super Bowl bound? Hey, you never know. One thing I do also want to see out of the Dolphins um, after this bye week is their defensive pressure. Defensive pressure just from the front four. You know, you have Bradley Chubb that is in there. You know, he played, what, a couple games uh, after getting traded. One, uh, I believe is one, one or two games. Um, but I want to see the Miami Dolphins create pressure with just their four-man front and not, you know, getting these exotic blitz from their free safety or linebackers. I want to see them create pressure from their – oh, hey, there you go. Hey, sorry about that noise. But I want to see them create pressure from their uh, – from their front four, because what needs to get better from the Miami Dolphins is their defensive backs. They are struggling now. You know, Xavier Howard is doing a, you know a lot, but you know he has some nicks and injuries. They have a lot of injuries on you know in in the corner position. With they don't even know if Byron Jones is going to come back this year. Um, they have another one. The top players are out. So the Miami Dolphins, I, I do think that it. It benefits them from this, again, this uh, uh, bye week coming at a late stage for them to get healthy for the playoffs. But I do want to see this defense get a little bit better. It's just that's the only thing that has me a little skeptical about picking the Dolphins to go all the way. It's because this defensive back, you know, this defensive uh, back line, you know, uh, of the, the linebackers and the DBs. That's the only thing. But they have... You know, what's coming up on our schedule is, you know, the Texans, the 49ers, and Chargers. Now, I want to see them dominate the Texans. The true test is going to be the 49ers. The 49ers have a really, really good defense. And as you see, this past Monday, the 49ers just manhandled, manhandled, um, uh, who they're playing. Uh, they, uh, oh, the Arizona Cardinals. Sorry, I just got a mind blank there. But they manhandled the uh, Arizona Cardinals. In all phases, their defense is serious. Their offense is is clicking. So this is going to be a game where I can really gauge where the Miami Dolphins are at right now because they they will be tested in the with um against that offense, uh, 49ers offense. That defense is going to get tested. So we're going to see how the Miami uh, Dolphins uh, uh, fare uh, these past few games. But I do feel like it's set up for the Miami Dolphins to look. Have a good playoff run. I, I I do think that the Dolphins might win one or two games in the playoffs, and you might see them in the AFC Championship game, maybe playing Buffalo. You never know. Uh, maybe playing the Chiefs. You never know. So it'll be a good matchup. But I do think Tua 
and this uh, this whole offense and uh, offense can get it done. I'm just worried solely on the defense. Um, but before we end this show, uh, hey, where are we go? Let me see. Hold on, hold on. Uh, see, yep, there you go. Uh, we're gonna talk about some uh, our knucklehead play of the week. And look, it is so funny. I am showing you guys this because I I feel like this was the funniest. And this is John Ridgeway, our former uh, former player. But watch this power bomb on our knucklehead play of the week. Boom! <laughs> Hey, look, I mean, he did powerbomb him right there. And oh my goodness, that was that was a that was probably the best powerbomb I've ever seen. I've never seen a powerbomb happen ever in an NFL game. And I saw that happen. That was hey, look, that has to be my knucklehead play of the week. Um, we're gonna keep on doing that. That's gonna be a little segment that we keep on doing. If you have if you guys have any suggestions on knucklehead play of the week, please. Uh, send it to our, our, our Instagram page, uh, tag us on it, uh, send it to us wherever. If you have my phone number, send it to us a phone number. Um, but you know, uh, you know, thank you for guys for tuning in this week. As you guys see on the bottom of the ticker, uh, we are on all major platforms. Just look up big meat sports podcast and you can check us out. Apple podcast, Spotify, YouTube, Twitch, uh TikTok, we're on everything, man. So check us out. I greatly appreciate you guys. And again, check on your people on during these holidays. Happy Thanksgiving, and we'll catch you on the next episode.